And now, Greenlight Reviews, hosted by Ann Elder and Les Roberts. Hey, welcome everybody to Greenlight Reviews. My name is Les Roberts. And I'm Ann Elder. Today, Ann, we're going to review a movie called The Ides of March. Mm-hmm. Now, The Ides of March was when Julius Caesar got killed, but this isn't about Julius Caesar. No. It is, however, about politics. Yeah. It was directed by George Clooney, and it stars George Clooney along with Ryan Gosling, mm-hmm. Philip Seymour Hoffman, Paul Giamatti, Evan Rachel Wood, and Marissa Tomei. Quite a cast. Astonishing cast, mm-hmm. and they're all very, very good. Yep. This is all about a presidential primary. It is set in Cincinnati mm-hmm. just before the Ohio primaries. Right. And George Clooney plays Governor Michael Morris. He is of Pennsylvania and he really wants to be president. Mm-hmm. And his campaign director is Paul Zara, played by Philip Seymour Hoffman. And his deputy director is Stephen Myers, played by Ryan Gosling. And mm-hmm. if you break it all down, this is Stephen Myers' story. It's really the Ryan and Gosling movie, isn't it? Absolutely, absolutely. George Clooney actually plays a secondary role. He's not on screen very much, and that's not to the detriment of the picture. Gosling is a charismatic performer, and he's never dull, even if the movie tends to be dull. Well, that's true, and the other two actors who are playing the campaign directors, as I said, Philip Seymour Hoffman Uh is managing one campaign, and Paul Giamatti is managing the opposing campaign. And these two guys just tear up the scenery. They're wonderful, wonderful to watch. And there are wonderful twists in this film. And when you think you've seen the last twist, son of a gun, you see the next one. (laughs) I was very excited by this film. I really enjoyed it a lot. Mm -hmm. You know, we have been through these political campaigns. We're going to go through them again. And we can really relate to these people. I guess I respected the film Ides of March and I enjoyed it. I just wasn't exhilarated by the screenplay and no disrespect to the cast. I think given the material that they were given, I felt that they were all splendid. I thought it was a little dusty. Look, political junkies from the liberal left will undoubtedly love this movie. I just thought that the script's message didn't offer up anything particularly new. It was kind of like, haven't I seen this all before? And despite those stellar performances, you know, when the material doesn't give you anything newsworthy, you really are going against the tide. And I thought that this wonderful cast had their work cut out for them because They just weren't given a script that really set me spinning, and I think that was a negative to this movie. Well, I think one of the problems here, Anne, is that somewhere in the middle of the film, a scandal arises. Yeah. And everybody gets Oh, they're all shattered by it, sure. and, Mm -hmm. And shaken. And if you think about it... Think about that scandal. It's not that big a deal. Not in today's world. We have lived through it in the past 20 years, certainly. You know, we're talking about an affair that eventually gets somebody pregnant out of wedlock. So... You know, as I say, that is kind of an old-fashioned problem, Yes, unfortunately. It is. This is the 21st century. Yeah. I wish that these 
folks who wrote this play, and it was based on a stage play called Farragut North, I think that if they had looked at a more contemporary situation, I'm going to say the problem involving Senator John Edwards and his political scandal, that was far more riveting in real life than anything that was created in this story that was fictional. So, you know, I just thought, gee, they didn't give me any brand new insights into the world of politics. This movie is truly about worker bees. It's about political underlings who scheme and dream and then eventually have their idealism kicked out from under them. That's what the film is all about. Ryan Gosling is a great character to be playing this political consultant who has all the ideas and he believes in his candidate 100% and so on and so forth. And Everybody then, thinks he's a genius, by the way. Right. Everybody and thinks then we learn that this one and that one and this one and that one end up with feet of clay. Huh? Been there, seen it, done it. Nothing wrong with that. It just wasn't fresh. I've got to agree with that. Looked kind of like an old movie to me. (laughs) Yeah. I think what I enjoyed about this film the most was watching all these wonderful actors. Sure. Marissa Tomei plays a journalist named Ida Horowitz. By the way, was she the only political journalist covering this campaign? One would think. It seemed to me that every time there was a scene with her, she was the only reporter that anyone was talking to. So I'm thinking, well, where are all the other people? The corridors were deserted. It looked like Sunday afternoon at the courthouse over there. (laughs) I think that there was an energy lacking in this film as well. And I don't think it was very real. I think it was well done. I just don't think it was true. I didn't quite believe it, but I did enjoy it. Yeah. I think that no matter what your personal political beliefs are, I think you will enjoy the film. I don't think that it's going to knock your socks off. You know, I look back to a wonderful film Mm -hmm. with Spencer Tracy called The Gang's All Here. Right. Which was about local politics, which was much, much more fascinating. This one doesn't quite catch fire, but I think it's good enough, Anne, for Uh me Uh personally, especially watching the supporting players, Philip Seymour Hoffman and Paul Giamatti. Right. They were so good and so much fun that I'm going to give this a green light. I agree with your comments on that. I do think this is a terrific movie for a family to rent because teenagers and moms and dads would have a lot to discuss about a movie like this. And I suspect that the discussion and the opinions offered up by the teenagers would be much more insightful than the script offered up by the Clooney gang who put this particular screenplay together. I think it's a worthy enough movie for a family rent, so based on that, it gets a very pale green light. I wish it had been a grander picture. I do too, but what the heck, I enjoyed it anyway. Therefore, two green lights for the Ides of March. Well, we're going to come back and review another film very, very shortly. We hope you're going to come back with us because we always love to talk movies with you and, of course, with each other, Anne. Until that time, my name is Les Roberts. I'm Ann Elder. And Greenlight Reviews hopes that we're all going to have our chance to vote for something really great at the movies. Hi, this is comedian and writer, and let's be honest, I do a lot of things. This is Dean Archipotas, the host of Whiskey Business, the podcast not so much about whiskey as it is one with whiskey. Yes, we drink and talk about whiskey, but we do so much more with so many interesting people. For example, we talk to comedians like Greg Warren. You know, I don't want to brag, but let's just say I can walk into a Red Lobster and get whatever. 
You know, I think the pause right there is probably more important than the word. Amazing athletes like boxing champion Buster Douglas. When a fighter's down and he's looking for his mouthpiece instead of trying to get up. That's when I knew it was over. Yeah, right? And, yes, Bigfoot chasers. Do you believe in Bigfoot? And if so, does he really eat beef jerky? (laughs) The Bigfoot thing is people have seen these, and and I've seen a lot of compelling evidence about it. It's Whiskey Business with Dino Tripodis. Join us for what we call a good conversation with a good pour. You really can't ask for much more than that, can you, people? Check us out at whiskeybusinesspod.com, a proud member of the Evergreen Podcast Network.